0: Good evening. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight we're going to talk about healing. And this is a huge topic and there's all sorts of differing opinions about it. And we see God heal. We know God heals. We're not in disagreement with that. I think everybody knows God heals. Even people who don't follow him know that God can heal. And so, but this is a big topic, and so we're just going to see where God leads us.
1: It's an interesting topic, especially today when we're dealing with the coronavirus and all the things that are going on around us. And um, There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of anxiety amongst people, um, hearing uh, death totals go up and all the other things that are going on. Um, this is a very relevant, relevant question, relevant topic right now, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, like I said before, we know God heals. We've seen it in the Bible. Uh, One thought comes to mind where um, Jesus goes into Peter's house and Peter's mother-in-law is lying sick with a fever and he touches her and she gets up and makes dinner for him because she's totally healed.
1: Yeah, the Bible is full of examples of, especially during the gospel of Jesus actually physically healing. He physically was healing a lot. And we have afterwards in the book of Acts where um, Peter was healing, where the the disciples, as they were out, there was healing going on there too. So there are a lot of examples of healing in the Bible.
0: Mm-hmm. What did you else? What, what else did you want to talk about, honey?
1: Well, um, there is a there's a concern within the, some Christian circles, and this is something that it's bothered me, and I've I've thought about it and and talked about it before but um there's this concern by some people that if you're not healed and, and you're sick if you're praying for healing and you're not receiving it then you're praying wrong or there's sin in your life or there's something going on and i don't think it's nearly that that cut and dried or that simple uh there are old old testament passages uh talking about how the sins of the father will be revisited for generations um But I want to go to uh, a passage in John here with Jesus, where uh, in John 9, 9. Jesus was uh, passing by and a blind man from birth came up and his disciples asked him, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Because that was the typical outlook of the day, is that if there was some physical infirmity, it was caused by sin. Or a curse. Either either by the sin of uh, that person or the sin of their parents. And so they asked him, "So who, who who caused this?" And I'm sure, understanding that he was the Messiah, understanding that he was the Son of God, they wanted a legitimate answer. So they asked, but I think Jesus answered them um, in their ignorance. Because you go into verse three, Jesus answered, "It was not this man; it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Mm. Me was, we must work the works of Him who sent me." We, while that is day, night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground, made mud from his saliva, anointed the man's eyes with the mud, and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Uh, so he went and washed and came back seeing. So <clears throat> the, the point I'm trying to make here is we don't understand necessarily the cause of infirmities, whatever, that, whatever it is. Um, diseases, rot, uh, all the different things that go on in the world. We know that's all because this is a fallen world and God didn't intend it this way. However, we don't have, uh, as humans, I, I I, don't have an answer necessarily for why God does some, some things and why He doesn't and why, I'm not saying that God causes the diseases, but um, why He allows some things and why He doesn't. That's all in His timing and that's all in His perfection. So there are things that we don't understand and we don't know, and I'm willing to accept that on faith. Mm-hmm. God's timing is perfect, not mine.
0: I have a, I have a little story to share. Uh, our, our daughter Maggie, I had to take her to the Shriner Hospital a few times for surgeries. And we were kind of... I guess we talked about healing, and it was always on our mind because of our son, Hawkin, who, who he's very happy, but he has yet not been healed. He can't talk or walk, and if you know us, you, you know that. And so, you know, it's always been on the forth, forefront of my, of my brain. And one of the times I went with Maggie to Shriners, I guess I had been reading stuff, some of this stuff about if you have enough faith, God will heal you. If you have enough faith, if you don't, if you're not healed, it's it's probably your fault because you just aren't praying hard enough and you're not believing hard enough. And these kind of thoughts, and I, I was wrestling with that because I was questioning myself, you know, well, why isn't my son healed or whatever? And, and I remember distinctly walking in with Maggie into this Shriner lobby and seeing all these little kids. Some in wheelchairs, some with braces on their legs. Some, all of them are there to get some kind of orthopedic help. And I looked at all these kids and I thought, that is not right. None of these kids, if you, if you know kids, before they've been like uh, contaminated by us, uh, us grown-ups who can be so cynical. Most every single kid that you, you meet has great faith they have no doubt that God exists. They have no doubt that even that God is good until they start learning wrong things or and even
1: or some ch- children even born with those issues.
0: Yeah, so and like Hawk, he was They
1: were created in that way by
0: God. Yeah, and God doesn't create he doesn't make mistakes. And so when I saw all these children including our own, I thought that that kind of thinking is is not right. It's Jesus never condemned people, even with their lack of faith. That the the one story that I just absolutely love is of the of the uh, the father who comes to Jesus and says, "Please heal my son. Help me in my unbelief." Oh, Jesus says, "Do you believe?" And he goes, "I believe. Help me in my unbelief." So there's a there was a a, a wrestling within the father. He wanted to believe, but part of him there was still a, a little bit of doubt. But Jesus didn't condemn him. He didn't say come back when you have more when you have 100 percent faith he didn't he didn't say anything he just healed the son so I. Th- i think we're first i think when we start thinking that i mean we can hinder faith or we can hinder healing with wrong thinking but when we think we are so important to the healing god does in us i don't know i think we're making ourselves too important i don't know
1: i want to I just wanted to bring this up too, as in the part of this discussion. Uh, this is kind of a hard week for us. Um, our daughter, Maggie would have been 19 two days ago. Um, and we lost her right before she turned 12, uh, to a, a heart infection. Now, Maggie was born in Bulgaria. She was not born in the United States. Uh, and when she was born, she was left in a, at the hospital and was put in an orphanage. Um, she had one hip that had fused uh, at about a 90-degree angle from her body, so her leg stuck straight out. And we brought her home. She was three years old, weighed 19 pounds, and never had solid food in her, in her life and never made a noise. She cried silently. Um, but the very first time I laid my eyes on her, I knew that God wanted us to have her and bring her home. She absolutely captured my heart the first time I saw her eyes. And she was Daddy's girl. She was just awesome. She was the most loving, caring, wonderful, amazing little girl you could possibly ever experience. And she went through a lot of surgeries to get her legs fixed, and she went through a lot of things like that, and, um, and then um, she had a, a viral infection, got, got sick, and on the way into the hospital her heart stopped when I was trying to drive her into to the clinic again, her heart stopped and uh I carried her in my arms, ran into the into the building as fast as I could and and I have never prayed harder in my life than holding my child in my arms when I, I can't get a heartbeat. Um and then they ended up doing everything they could. They flew her out to Sioux Falls she was hooked up to all the machines there, and we prayed, and so many people prayed for that little girl. And I don't think there was any lack of faith or lack of depth or lack of understanding of God or anything involved in that. Um, and I'm not sure exactly why God decided that was the day that He decided He wanted Maggie back, why well, He wanted to take her home. But there is one absolute certainty in my, in my mind And that is that God does heal completely. Mm -hmm. And that is when we are reunited with Him, our physical bodies are no longer an issue. There is no physical infirmity. There are no issues. There's no disease. There's no, you know, Maggie's running around on two strong legs, and she's strong and healthy, and her little heart is just fine. And that is an absolute. And nobody can tell me otherwise. Now, why God didn't heal her at that time... That was his choice. He could have. He could have. Mm-hmm. But that was his choice. And we hear miraculous stories all the time. Uh, the faith stories where, where people are <clears throat> miraculously healed from terrible things, which is just an absolute wonderful testimony. I love those testimonies. But I also think there's a testimony in the fact that the answered prayer was that she was healed, but she just wasn't healed here. Mm-hmm. Maggie had accepted God, she had been baptized at our church, she she loved Jesus, and she would tell mm-hmm. you, I love Jesus. But her healing didn't come here on earth, it came later. And as much as I miss her, of course, the ultimate in selfishness would be, would be me wanting to tear her away from heaven and bring her back to earth. But um, I celebrate the fact that she is completely healed and that one day... We're going to be reunited with her. She is a huge part of my heart, always has been and always will be. So sometimes God's healing doesn't come in our timing, and that's okay. That's okay, too.
0: I have a, a, a verse that, well, you'll, it, it, all verses relate. 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians 10.31, one of my favorite verses. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do, do all to the glory of God. And then this morning I wrote, Our purpose here is to be in relationship, a growing, deepening relationship with God, loving Him and loving others in all we do. He will ease our suffering. He will ease our pain. He will heal us here on earth, often. Often He does. And then all our medical advancements I was have been from Him. I mean, just think a mm-hmm. hundred years ago compared to now, the, the things that people were dying from that we no longer die from. I mean childbirth used to be a very dangerous thing for women. Now, most of the time, women, at least in where we live, women don't die from childbirth. So I think, sometimes I think if we take the whole realm of human history, we would, we could maybe see God's plan even more. But I wanted to read this. Or we would oh. see the mystery even more sometimes. Well, that's, we look that's at, true too. We
1: look at human history from... Uh, through the biblical sense, mm-hmm. and that is a book of human history. And we look and we see the length of the lifetimes and how they decreased and decreased. Um, and then we get into uh, the history that we know of, the written history. We get into the Middle Ages where lifespans were uh, the Dark Ages. Maybe somebody would make it to 40, maybe mm-hmm. would be considered old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now we've got people over 100 again, and it's not really that big a deal.
0: <clears throat> you know what I read the other day? They said in the U.K., there's twelve thousand people, age a hundred and above.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as modern medicine and modern sanitation and all the things that that help to hold off some of the things that cause damage to the human body increase, we're going to have a longer lifespan. But um, I think when we look at that, we there there is still that definite ending is going to be there. Without Christ coming back, we're all going to see death at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And whether it's from a car accident or heart disease or cancer or just a virus, at some point in time, we're all going to die.
0: You know, I think of Lazarus. Jesus raised him from the dead, but we know he died. He died later. And uh, I do want to share this first, Isaiah 53, 4a. Surely our griefs or sickness he himself bore, and our sorrows and pains he carried. And I, I think part of this, that... We all should, if we're sick, pray for healing. There's Mm no, there's, and God will heal. He does, I think he heals more often than we even give him credit for. I think, uh, well, we have our one friend, Donna, who if she listens, hi Donna. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, God healed her from stage four breast cancer. And now she has cancer again, but this is 20 years later. We don't know if God's going to heal her here or heal her in heaven. We know he's going to heal her. But I also know that God is using her right now, just just as she is. And I think of our son Hawkin, who can't walk or talk. He uh, he's used a wheelchair his whole life. He, I do. We do everything for him. We feed him. We diaper him. Everything. But I had there was this one couple at one church that we used to go to, Jody and Aaron, mm-hmm. and they said when we and you uh, often I play the piano where we go to church. And at this church, I was playing the piano with the hymns, just hymns. It wasn't contemporary music. It was just hymns. But they said when when uh, we were all singing hymns, Hawken was making his noises. And it was like, he, I don't know if they said he had, like, a glow about him or just for some reason God used his noises, and they just felt God's presence. And I don't know. They.
1: And I think we've all... <clears throat> Personally, for us and with people that know us and know Hawken, I think Hawkin has touched a lot of people, and I have been touched by a lot of people that have what the world would say is a disability of some sort, um, whether it's autism, uh, whether it's Down syndrome, um, whether it's some sort of physical issue. they really they, I, I have, my heart's been touched so many times by people that are different. Mm-hmm. And someone some would say, um, worse off for it. But if their attitude's positive, it's an amazing thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I have a, a cousin who has a Down syndrome child, Tanner, and he is an amazing young man. Oh, I
0: got to dance with him a few years yeah. ago. <laughs> a couple of years ago
1: at my my sister's wedding, uh, Jane got to dance with him, Tanner. If you're listening, there's a shout out to you. Uh, loves Michael Jackson. Really loves Michael Jackson. And uh, we were at a, uh, I think it was a golf course in Wisconsin. And they had great big windows, and it was after dark, so he had a full-length mirror that he could dance in, and he -hmm. was really getting into it. But he's not the only one. There's been several um, times in my life where I've come across the Down syndrome children that are just such a blessing. Uh, Michael Bay and his puppets. Michael just always made me happy. He just makes me smile when he walks in a room. So when we have people that pray and say, you know, oh, I just wish God would take this off of them, uh, it might be his will. He may be waiting for you to pray about it, so pray about it. But it may also be his will that not that, that not happen. And if that's the case, that's okay too.
0: You know, God people, still loves yeah. you.
1: God still cares. God's still involved. He just has different plans than we do.
0: You know well, two things I want to say i some people don't need to be healed, like if someone mm. uh, God created the the person just as they are you know but right. um and second, sometimes because of s- if we're sick or something happens and we need we need some care, it causes n- new people to come into our lives. You know, we meet doctors and nurses and whoever else. In every single person we meet, Jesus loves them. And there might be a purpose in you meeting someone. Maybe maybe God allowed you to be sick because he wanted you to meet this certain person, and you're going to shine for Jesus in front of that person. You might not even do anything but have a cheerful attitude. But God will use you to touch that person. We're so interconnected.
1: Uh, it- Jane's got a couple of verses on this. I'm going to have her come up with them. But... Um... There are several examples in the New Testament. We know Paul mm-hmm. had issues. We know Timothy had issues. We know others had physical issues. And Paul especially said, I prayed to take it away and God didn't. So,
0: Yep, I can read that. James Se-
1: got that verse Second Corinthians, I believe. Yep,
0: Second Corinthians 12, 7-9, very famous verses. And Paul writes, And because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself... There was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I entreated the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness, weaknesses that the power of Christ might dwell in me. And I think it's absolutely God's perfection that we don't know what that is affliction was because then it's general and we can we can apply it to anything well, yeah a lot
1: of theologians will debate what it was that and was paul's was. thorn in the side but um i think that just that shows the wonderful love of god in the fact that he had the affliction and god knew he needed the affliction yeah it took him to some place that he wouldn't have gone otherwise it took him to a deeper faith in God. He was listening to God when God was speaking to him. He was asking for things. God was answering him. And God said, this is, my grace is sufficient to you. That was a lesson that Paul learned and passed on to us because of a physical situation that he had. We believe it was physical. A physical situation that he had that um, he felt God didn't want to take away from him. So in the, in the infirmity was... The blessing.
0: Mm-hmm. I have two more about... Mm-hmm. Uh, b- both in the New Testament also. In 1 Timothy 5.23, Paul says, writes to Timothy, No longer drink w- water exclusively, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. So Timothy was often... Often had ailments, and he obviously had some problem with his stomach. So... And, and Timothy was a man full of faith. So... I don't think this healing thing is black and white. I think we're all at different places and God is using us in all in different ways. And I think he he does use i read that he uses us in our infirmities, in our weaknesses. It says powers mm-hmm. his powers perfected in weakness. This other one says uh second Timothy four twenty, Paul again writing, Erastus remained at Corinth, but Trophimus I left sick at Miletus. So Paul, who had been used by God to heal people, left his buddy Miletus, or Trophimus. Trophimus. He was yeah. sick when he left him. So for some reason, he couldn't heal him. And
1: Yeah, and, and the, one of the concepts, biblically if you look at it, uh, for the first 2,500 years in the Bible, there was no one healed. Really? There was no healing. It wasn't uh, until after Abraham. And as that, as that time came along... Um, was, they were even rarer then. Um, there was a possible healing in, in Genesis 12. And then during the time of Moses was the first time Miriam was was cleansed from leprosy. But Miriam wasn't cleansed from leprosy immediately either. Right. A week? Was it a week? So there was timing involved. So God's timing is there, God's will is there, and God's timing is there. So um, I know a lot of people will go to James 5, and I and, and I love that that chapter, and it says the prayer of faith. And I'm just going to read uh, James 5, um, 13 through 16. Okay. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that they may be healed. Or so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, I don't want to parse this apart too much. I don't want, want to chop it up too much. But mm-hmm. those that are are thinking that your faith isn't strong enough might try and turn to this passage as a justification for that. Because it says, if A righteous person is powerful and effective. So if you're not healed, then you're not righteous. I don't think there's nothing in here that says that this is the switch for physical illness at all. Are you in trouble? Sick? And then uh, the, the prayer offered in faith will make the, the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. I think we have to always remember that God's first concern is not our physical health. Right. That is not the first concern of God. Mm-hmm. It has never been the first concern of God because He knows that our bodies are weak and that in a, living in a fallen world, we are going to die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Death doesn't scare him.
0: Oh, yes. Jesus
1: conquered death. Right. So the true healing that is necessary is the healing that brings us back to God so that after this shell of a body that we have rots, decays, and gives up on us, after it all fails, we have a perfect body waiting for us. We have a perfect life waiting for us afterwards. So you could, if if all prayers were answered for healing, Christians would live forever. Right. The and, faith would be so deep because it would just keep you living forever. And that that's not that wasn't God's plan, and that's not what we did to the world. Doesn't make that possible. We live forever after this earth, not on this earth. Right.
0: Right. You know, even if because we never know when Jesus is going to return. Even if Jesus came back right now we'd still get new bodies. These bodies are finite. I mean they are decaying as They're we faulty. speak. Yeah. They're faulty.
1: Yeah. We got we got uh, because of sin we have the second hand leftover accidental, you know, factory seconds.
0: But I do <laughs> like yours.
1: Well thank you. But we, we have what we don't we don't have what God intended us to have.
0: Can I read a thing from? Yes. this is from Eugene Peterson's The Message Devotional Bible. He says, suffering is neither an impersonal fate nor a personal punishment. We live in a fallen world which carries consequences of its own. As a consequence of the world's fallenness and sinfulness, we face a lot of suffering. Suffering can be redemptive. It can help us recover a lost humility, putting us in touch with the reality of our spiritual poverty. Suffering can also help us recover a lost spirituality, putting us in touch with God. It can also provide the stimulus for recovering a life of prayer, which changes us and brings us back to God. And I also, I was, I was just looking up verses, and I, I shared this verse last week too. And it's just, I, it, it, uh, what am I trying to say? It, it relates to like so many things. Psalm thirty-seven, three and four: Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You wonder why I share that on this healing thing. And it's because, like you said, we have these these faulty bodies. And no matter how healthy we live, and I'm not saying don't eat healthy or anything. We we should try to take care of ourselves because we still have to live here. And it makes it easier if you're in if you're healthy, then sick. But if we're praying for healing for a certain thing, and God, but at the same time we're trusting God and doing good, cultivating faithfulness and delighting ourselves in the Lord, if we do all that, you know what? God, God will give us the desires of our heart. But those desires might change after we trust and do good and dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness.
1: I have an example of that. Actually, it's just amazing you pulled that up. Okay. Um, there's someone. If you're a Christian, you've heard of this woman before. I remember hearing about her when I was a little kid. My mom read her book, uh, Joni Eareckson Tada. Uh, I believe it was a skiing accident I think so. that got her, and she ended up as a quadriplegic. And in uh, she was a believer at the time, and she was very she was convinced that God was going to heal her, and she was going to walk again. And she would tell people you know, maybe tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to run down the sidewalk. I'll be running down the sidewalk outside your house. She was convinced. Um, and then I have, a, I have a quote here from an interview she did in 2013. Um, she's still in the wheelchair today, 45 years after the accident. She's still in that wheelchair. She is still paralyzed. God didn't heal her at all. But her perspective is special. Mm. And here's the quote. She said, God may remove your suffering, and that will, cause, that will be great cause for praise. But if not, he will use it. He will use anything and everything that stands in the way of his fellowship with you. So let God mold you and make you, transform you from glory to glory. That's the deeper healing.
0: Mm, that's good. I that just, is so true. Oh, that's good. That's a good quote.
1: And we've all experienced that. Everybody out there has experienced We have experienced that person who is so full of God's grace in the midst of a situation whether it's an illness or a loss or something like that that goes beyond our comprehension we look at them and say i don't know how in the world you can get up in the morning and praise god every day and what a witness that is Mm -hmm. and how shallow and and empty the world would be without that witness what a blessing that is so there are times when when god's healing is miraculous and wonderful. I love all these things, and someday I'm going to ask Jesus, I, 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 I want to know, this is one of those weird little things, why did he always spit, use spit and mud to, to heal people's blindness?
0: He didn't always.
1: Did he spit and mud and yep. rub mud he in their have eyes? To do that. I, I'm i just curious, I don't know why, it's an interesting thing, because you think somebody standing on the side of the road that didn't really have faith would go spit in the mud and start rubbing it in people's eyes. Um I don't know. It's just interesting to me that it, it, was, it just was there, and it never explains why. The Bible doesn't tell us why. It's just, it's, I'm just curious. But God does heal in a miraculous way. He is the great physician. He does miraculous things. In the midst of this COVID virus pandemic and all the things that are going on, He is doing things miraculously every single day. Unfortunately, you're not going to see that on the news. You're not going to see that on the Internet. Um, it's a rare thing thing for us to get anything positive today in the world. And that's not from God. Because as the great healer, God is trying to heal us spiritually mm-hmm. right now. He is con- He is more concerned about our spiritual than our physical. So it's the first thing, as we isolate ourselves and we separate ourselves, we quarantine ourselves away, Um, I'm going to be doing church again for the third time now on Facebook Live. Oh, man, I just like that. I would so much rather be uh, with my congregation. I'd so much rather be hugging people as they come in the door. I'm a hugger. Um, But as we are separated, as these things are going on, what better time for us to get into the Word, Mm -hmm. to understand, Lord. And I would just... I would just ask if, if you're listening to this and if you're a believer, um, I would just ask that you join us. In We are constantly praying for a revival to come from this. Mm-hmm. And you will not see that on the national media. You just won't. There could be a huge revival going on and, and we will never see that. They, they won't publicize that because it doesn't fit the narrative. But I would love to see a revival come about from this and that God's people would gather together and say... You know what? Healing or no healing, God is bigger than this. Mm -hmm.
0: For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Isaiah 55, 8. And then I, I, I wrote something else down here. I wrote, people are saved at funerals. People are saved by watching someone praise God in the midst of tragedy. God will use whatever he must to draw us to himself. And sometimes that is a great, miraculous healing. Sometimes it's a slow healing because we need that journey of a slow healing to get where God wants us to go. And, so, it,
1: and sometimes it's no healing.
0: Yeah, until we get to heaven. But I tell you, we, you know we, I'm st- I still pray for Hawkins healing, and it might happen. We might, one day, I might wake up and here's Hawk sitting at the table... He made coffee though I've never taught him how to make coffee but he's just waiting for me to get up. I don't know. I think I don't know what I don't know. That anything happen. is
1: possible. Anything is possible.
0: Anything with God is but possible.
1: But if it doesn't happen right now,
0: that's okay too. That's okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Because God's timing and God's purpose is perfect.
0: And, and mine
1: is always going to be faulty.
0: And God can heal absolutely anything. I one more verse Daniel 4:34 and this says mm-hmm. uh uh Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. He was sent out into the wilderness and it was eaten grass. like. And then it says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, I raised my eyes toward heaven and my reason returned to me. So God can heal any part of us. There's nothing that's beyond God. And he knows us, knows our frames. Of course he could heal anything, but he does have a greater purpose. And so if, if you're praying for a healing and it isn't coming yet, or maybe it never comes... Well, see God about it and say, hey, God, what are you doing? And he'll tell you.
1: And praise God.
0: Yeah, praise just, him.
1: You know, um, there's a song by Casting Crowns that I've always loved. And it really, really touched my heart a lot uh, when we were going through the stuff with Maggie. Um, I'll praise you in this storm. Mm, that's a good one. And in that song, they talk about how, you know, I thought by now <laughs> God would have wiped away all the tears and all the clouds. But even now, I'm just going to praise God. And I think that's a wonderful attitude for us to have, uh, that no matter what's going on around us, we praise God. Mm -hmm. Because He is who He is, and we are who we are. We praise God. No matter what's, what's coming up against us, we praise God. Because we know this isn't the end, this isn't it all. There's a lot more to our existence than just this life on earth. So enjoy it. Kiss your kids. Love your loved ones. If you can't be with them, use this wonderful technology that we have to contact people and tell them how much you love them and how much you miss them. They may never have heard from you how much you love them until until a time like this when we can't be face-to-face. This might be a wonderful time to share with someone how much you care. Get into your Word. Get closer to God and just praise Him in the middle of this storm. God bless.
0: Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.